Welcome podcast listeners. I am really excited to share today special guest, Paige Foote. Paige will talk a bit about herself to you. Paige has just accomplished a huge milestone in her own professional career by earning her registered dietitian degree. And she has been involved in healthy eating and food for a number of years, including coaching people, you know, working with young people and all through college as well. And the one thing I really loved about some of the information I learned was your mission um, and what you said about people not having to live off of um, kale smoothies <laughs> to enjoy and be healthy. So Paige, is there anything that you would add that would help folks know about who you are and why you do what you do? Sure. My name is Paige Foot. Just, you know, fun things to know about me. I'm a runner. I am a huge fan of Disney and dogs, especially Golden Doodles. And someday I cannot wait to get my very own little fur baby. Um, and yeah, I am like a very positive, um, carefree, fun kind of person. It's funny because before I even knew that I was going to start, you know, this whole entrepreneurial dietitian, nutrition services, you know, path, I remember I was in college and I was telling my friend, you know what, if I ever like start my own social media or blog or whatever, it's going to be called Yeah Girl Nutrition. Because I like, yeah, girl is, is my phrase. Like that is who I am. Like, yeah, girl, you got this. You can do it. <laughs> High energy, right? Y- yes. Yes. So Paige, I think you have a really interesting backstory about how you even got started in this path. And I'm wondering if you could share some of that with us, like what got you stand, started down this path, your Mr. and Miss Olympian um, oh, yes, cool. yes. I mean, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I was a senior in high school, I got to be a part of this really awesome um, fundraiser put on by my high school called the Mr. and Miss Olympian Pageant, which is this, gosh, I think it's in its like 23rd year. It's been happening since like the 1990s. And what it is, is it's a group of, um, you know, seniors who fundraise for Dornbecker Children's Hospital all year, however they can, you know, like we would put jars in grocery stores and we do like raffles and we do events. And, um, and then at the end of the year, we put on this pageant and it's don't think like beauty pageant. It's, it was, it was more like fun than serious and pretentious or anything, you know, like there's guys in there too. So we would be, you know, like at the beginning we had like a dance and then we do sportswear, but it was always like funny sportswear, you know, it's just, it's, it's a really fun um, fundraiser, the whole, the whole thing, especially till the very end. But anyway, so if you're a part of this fundraiser, you have the opportunity to go to the children's hospital and, like, take a tour, you know, like, learn about the hospital and what it does. And I remember when I was walking around the hospital, I was like, oh, my gosh, this place is amazing. You know, like, I could just feel the, the energy from there, and everybody was so smart, and it just seemed like everybody was, like, saving the world, you know? I, I just, like, loved the energy I felt from that place, and it's funny because, like, before then, I'd never considered working in, like, the healthcare field. I wanted to be, like, a music teacher or a teacher or, I don't know, when I watched Legally Blonde, I wanted to be a lawyer, you know, those kinds of things. So I remember, like, leaving that day and being like, wow, like, you know, maybe I should consider working in a hospital someday. But the problem was I, like, I can't do blood. 
or guts or anything like that. You know, I wasn't going to be stitching anybody up. Like a few days later, I was talking with my aunt. And I was like, yeah, Dornbecker is such a cool place, you know? And she's like, oh, I had a friend that works at Dornbecker. And I was like, really? You know what she do? And she's like, oh, she was a dietitian. I'm like, what the heck is a dietitian? Um, you know, so then I did like a Google search and I was like, this is so cool. Like you get to work in a hospital, you get to work with patients, you don't have to touch them, but you still, you know, get to be a part of the whole um, healing process, right? And so um, my aunt was like, she uh, set me up with, with the dietitian who had worked there. And we, we got coffee and she told me, you know, what it was like to be a dietitian, what the schooling process was like. And, you know, like what she did. And I was just like, this is, this is meant for me, you know? So I finished the rest of my senior year. Um, luckily, like my dream school had a dietetics program. That's a pretty powerful story. I mean, on a couple of fronts. One is that you actually were able, your aunt got to serve as a bridge for you, mm-hmm. right? To say, well, here's someone who could give you a little more information. Mm-hmm. So you weren't going in blind. You did some research. I think it's funny mm-hmm. to recognize quickly that blood and guts is not the way to go. Oh, no. Oh, no. But that there are other ways to contribute to people's health and healing. Mm-hmm. Right? When you started, you had thought you would work in a hospital setting. Yes. Right. So when did it change that? Because, and we'll talk later about this, but you're starting and have started your own business. So when did it change from being in a formal institution hospital setting to doing, going in the direction that you're going now? It's kind of something that developed over a period of time. Um, And it started after I graduated um, with my bachelor of science in dietetics. And so how you become a dietitian is you have to get your degree and then you have to get accepted into an internship program and do 1200 hours um, at various sites that dietitians will work in. So, you know, you do a few weeks at a hospital, you go in like the food service industry, um, you work for, you know, like government organizations like WIC, Women, Infants and Children. And so, yeah, you do all of that. And then once you finish your internship, then you have to take your RD exam. But anyway, so right right after I graduated and right before I was about to start my internship, I had this whole summer of just like, well, now what do I do? I'm just sitting around like waiting. Should I get a part-time job, you know, for three months? I was like, that doesn't really make sense. And so my husband is, um, he's currently in the Air Force. But when he was in college, he was an entrepreneur major. So in his mind, he was like, Paige, this is the most perfect opportunity. You should start a business because you have this degree in nutrition and you have like all this experience with meal prep. And like he had been saying this to me for like years, you know, like, yeah, you can work in a hospital or you could do your own thing, you know. And I was always like, that's that's ridiculous. Why would I want to do that, you know. But he convinced me to at least for the summer – make meal plans for people. And I was like, okay, I can do that. In my mind, it was like going to be something really casual. Like I was just going to post on Facebook to like my community. But then something to know about me is I'm the kind of person that is a huge dreamer. You know, like I just like lay in bed. I'm like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. And so of course it turned from like just being this thing where I wasn't even going to like make a website into creating this website, creating this Instagram account, creating blog posts, doing Facebook ads. Yeah, it just, it kind of blew up. (laughs) So creating or helping people with meal plans is something 
you've done for yourself and have done through your college career, right? Yes. Um, well, I would meal prep when I was in college, and then I had a professor who, on the side of teaching, would also um, create meal plans for people. They'd just pay her to write them, and so I had helped her with that. And I was like, well, I can do that, you know, just for me. So I started doing it for other people, too. But then my internship started while I was still doing this yeah, girl nutrition. And, of course, my first rotation was at the hospital. And I hated it. <laughs> I was like, wait, now what? You know, because in my mind, I was always going to be a clinical dietitian. But I hated it because you didn't get to talk to people. You, were in the, you couldn't be in the room for longer than 15 minutes. If you were in there longer, it was like you were doing a bad job. You know, you had that picture about being a clinical dietitian, and then you turned directions and went a different way. Was mm -hmm. that a difficult decision for you, or was it like a, oh, well, interesting info? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't so devastating. I was kind of like, okay, well, I know that there's, there's other options out there for me. Next up, I have, I have food service. Maybe I'll like working for a school district. When I realized that I could do, you know, the entrepreneurial route, Full time is when I did part of my internship with a private practice dietitian and hanging out with her every day and seeing what she was doing and like counseling her clients and writing blog posts for her and helping her with her social media. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is so much fun. It doesn't even feel like work. So I'm going to take a, a kind of a time out and just pause for a minute because you have sure. shared so much great information and I know that well you have and what's really great is your thought process and how you've approached what you've done and I, and the reason I'm saying that is when I coach people oftentimes mm -hmm. where they get stuck is they have an idea about what they want to do mm -hmm. but they don't often have this chance to go out or don't make the opportunity to go out and say, I want to intern, whether you call it intern or shadow or whatever, to mm -hmm. go to try it on, right? Before they yeah. get 100%. And you kind of were doing that with both with on the entrepreneurial side with your own website and Yager and Nutrition, and, mm -hmm. um, but as well as looking in clinical setting and then the school and then with this private practitioner. Mm -hmm. So that's just a great way to try things on and test without holding yourself so rigid yeah. that you can't go, that's okay. It's not for me, right? Something else is for me, but this isn't that. Yes. I think that's why it's so important that, you know, dietitians do do their dietetic internship to see where they excel at. When you thought about your own healthy diet and the people that you've worked with or in her practice or any other, other settings, mm -hmm. what are some of the changes that you see happen to people when they focus on that and increment or bring in little pieces of change into their life so many different things that change when you understand what it really means to fuel your body properly you're gonna feel better you know you're gonna have more energy your skin might look better which is great but I think another really important thing people learned working with dietitians is that dietitians are less strict about food than you might expect you know if you go on like Pinterest or social media or like even the news, you're going to see like all these articles that are like, this food will kill you. Or like, you have to eat this certain diet or do this cleanse or, you know what I mean? Like we're just bombarded with these really scary messages about food. And then you sit down with a dietitian and they're like, whoa, hold up. Like what is the research actually saying about these kinds of things? So I feel like a lot of the, the dietitians I've worked with, we like helped people figure out it's okay. All foods can be a part of a healthy diet. You know, you can, you can eat carbs or chocolate or whatever people tell you you can't have and you'll live. 
glad to hear that. Yeah. It is surprising. You know, I, I do think your portrayal of the bombardment is so accurate. You can't open any social media or news without being freaked out. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is helpful for knowing that you can have a dietitian as a, you know, someone to help guide you or coach you is that it really does open up a different way of seeing things, right? I come to you as a client to a registered dietitian. What's my experience going to be like? What do you do with someone? It kind of depends on what they want. If so, if you were to come to me and we're like, I just, you know, I want to feel better. I feel like what I'm eating isn't helping me. What you could expect is just going through what a typical day of eating looks like for you. You know, are you eating breakfast? If so, what? What kind of snacks are you eating throughout the day? What's your lunch look like? What's your dinner looks like? What kind of beverages are you drinking? And then we'll look at that list and be like, okay, like here's where you can make some improvements. Um, we can talk about the conceptions that you have around food. If you're like, oh, well, for breakfast, I, I don't eat eggs or whatever because I think eggs are going to you know, cause cancer or whatever. We can be like, oh, let's, let's talk about that. Let's change the way you see these things. So we can change some of like, the conceptions you have around food. And then once we figure out like what you can improve on, we work with you to develop a plan. And what I've seen is really su- successful is when people set small goals instead of, you know, being like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to like do a 180, drastically turn my life around. You know that that's not going to be long-term, right? Like you're going to fall off the bandwagon in like a week. What we try to do as dietitians or the dietitians I've worked with, so let's just say like your goal is to drink more water. So this week, you're going to try to drink at least three glasses of water a day, you know, and then once you achieve that goal, you know, two weeks later, okay, well, now let's make it to four. So really, really, really small, gradual changes that will help you be able to sustain it for the rest of your life. So if you were to say in general, Mm -hmm. and I know it's hard to generalize because people and their bodies are so different, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to say, here would be my top two or three changes you could put in over the next eight weeks that would really make a difference Mm -hmm. if you did those things what might those be i would say to explore intuitive eating so one's explore intuitive eating what's Mm -hmm. something else and then i want you to come back and talk to us about that okay and then the other things is to eat more plants okay intuitive and plants yes tell us what intuitive eating is okay So intuitive eating started with this book. I think it was written like in the 90s by these two dietitians who were counseling these clients on like weight loss. And they had like these perfect plans put together for their clients. You know, like, okay, here's your, here's your, what you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Make sure that you're not eating these foods, only eat these foods, that sort of thing. And they realized that their clients were like super unhappy. They weren't meeting their goals. And then they're like, you know what? Let's try this intuitive eating principle. It sounds kind of crazy, but it's where you eat until you're hungry, stop when you're full, eat all the foods. Don't be afraid to, you know, like eat a cookie or eat a bag of chips because their philosophy is that when you tell your body, no, you can't have that, then your like survival mechanisms are going to kick in. They'll be like, what are, you, what are you talking about? What do you mean I can't have this food? And then the urge to have that food is just going to go 
ballistic and you're going to end up eating the whole pack of cookies or the three bags of chips instead of just having the regular serving size and moving on with your life. And so that's what intuitive eating tries to do is it tries to show people, trust your body and don't restrict it or else you're going to put yourself in a way worse situation. Well, how do you help someone to get in touch with their body so they can actually tell when they're hungry versus tired or thirsty or those kinds of things or just stressed out and emotional eating? Well, you can talk about, you know, different things like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about how you know you're hungry. What are some signs that you can look for that your body's saying, hey, I need some fuel? What are the signs that you're looking for when your body's saying, whoa, 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 this, this is too much fuel? Or how can I know that, you know, maybe I need to be eating foods that are richer in carbohydrates because I need more energy? Tell us how we know when we're thirsty. I thought I was drinking a ton of water. And then a doctor says to me, you're really dehydrated. Okay, well, I think water's kind of a poor example because... Honestly, the best way you can tell if you're hydrated is by looking at your pee. Okay. (laughs) Seeing what color it is you want. The goal is a light straw color. If it's around like the color of lemonade, that's good. That's how I would describe it. Um, But okay, let's talk about being hungry. I mean, they're kind of the classic signs. You know, you might feel like a little lightheaded. You're kind of shaky. Your stomach's growling. Those are the things I notice. What about you? How do you know when you're hungry? I get cranky. Yes. (laughs) My patience changes and I get cranky. Mm -hmm. And that's usually either being tired or hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's what they can do is they can say, okay, well, like, what do you notice when you're hungry? Let's make sure that you're noticing that these things when the time comes around so you can know, hey, I should probably step away from my work and go get a snack. Are there different times of a day that we should be thinking about pausing and refueling with a snack? And when you say snack, you're not talking a whole meal, right? I mean, it depends on how hungry you are. Uh, See, this is why we need to hang with a dietitian. (laughs) Um, I think another thing to think about when it comes to like, how many times a day should I be eating or snacking is really, it just depends on what what works best for you. Some people, they just don't like snacking. You know, people say, oh, you should snack every few hours to keep your blood sugar steady. That will help you feel better. And it's true, it will. But if you're the kind of person that like feels like you have to force feed yourself when you're doing that, you're probably not going to enjoy that. It's probably not going to make you feel better, right? So it so. sounds like you really take in the whole person and it's not just a one-size-fits-all approach. Definitely, definitely. It's all about what works best for you. I know that today is a special day for you and your business. Yes! So, um, you know, you started Yeah Girl Nutrition back last summer. It has evolved and it's different now. So will you share with us kind of what your services are, where you are, and then also where you hope to take your business over the next two or three years? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm so excited to talk about this. My new Yagro Nutrition private practice is going to offer several different things. First, people can work with me one-on-one. They want to work with a dietitian. I'm offering, you know, counseling. Um, I'm also working with brands. So if a brand wants me to review a product for them or post about it on social media or do some sort of recipe development, I can do that for them. Um, I can also teach classes. I have a few classes lined up where I'm going to talk to people about whatever topic they want. Maybe it's how to make your skin look better or how to prepare snacks for a busy work day. Those are some of the services I'm going to be offering I'm also starting a membership, which is my Yagro Nutrition Lunch Club, because I think one of the most important meals of the day that people neglect is lunch. 
when I was working in, you know, in college and when I was doing my internship in all these different areas, everybody would forget to bring a lunch to work or they would just buy something at work or they would bring not enough. They'd bring like a protein shake or something. And I don't know, I just really saw a need for a consistent lunch schedule. Um, and so I've had experience, like I said, in college doing lots of meal prep, you know, just like creating five meals to keep in my fridge throughout the week that I could just grab and go as I'm running late out the door. And so that's what I want to do with the lunch club is people have um, monthly memberships. So each month I'll post, you know, however many weeks are in a month, like four or five recipes for the week. I'll tell you how to do it. I'll give you a grocery list so that you can buy everything you need for this meal. And then the grocery list also has space for you to write in for, you know, whatever you want for like breakfast and dinner and snacks. And then this, I wanted this lunch club to be more than just about food. You know, my mission with Yagro Nutrition is helping people feel confident and positive about themselves and the food on their plate. So I want there to be, you know, room for growth. I want yeah, the lunch club to support people and feeling better about themselves and doing things that will make them feel like more confident and happy. And so I also have these monthly wellness challenges that I call them. And they're not all related to like nutrition. Some of them are stretch for five minutes every day or bake a meal for like your roommates or your family twice this month. Just challenges that will help you, you know, go a little bit outside of your comfort zone or help you feel better. So, and then I also have a Facebook group with this lunch club. So there's lots of opportunities for nutrition and wellness and feeling good through this lunch club. Absolutely. I, yeah. love, I love your energy. I like that you have a focus on it. Mm-hmm. What I really like is that you never knew you'd be an entrepreneur. And here you are. Here you are. I think like a year later. Exactly. It's crazy how much can change in a year. Well, it it is. And just think it's only been, what, five years since you were doing your high school project, right? Yeah. So look at all the the growth and how you figured out how to help other people, as well as just be totally immersed and excited about what you get to do every day. Mm -hmm. I'll just tell you, when you were talking about your lunch club, I was thinking, yeah, and then all of us in the lunch club should hop on Facebook Live and talk about what we're doing with the challenges. I'm thinking... (laughs) Well, that's not my business, but it's a really great idea. Thank you. I'm glad you think so. I do. Are you working, when you work one-on-one with folks, do you work remote or is it just in person? Like, would I need to come to your office or could you Skype or Zoom with people? It's all virtual as of right now. Very cool. So there's no geographic limitations for who gets to learn from you. No, ma'am. You just need Wi-Fi. So I think just a couple last questions for you. And one is that if you think about you, even maybe when you were a sophomore in high school, right? So before you did your senior challenge and all of that, and you were talking to yourself at that time, you said, hey, Paige, I want to tell you something about how to think about the road ahead over the next few years. What advice would you give yourself back then that would help you kind of just kind of plow straight ahead? So honestly, I don't think I would change anything about how I got to where I am. Of course, I have regrets. Like in high school, I really wanted to be valedictorian. So I worked my butt off to get straight A's and I never had any fun. And then I got to college and I learned, oh, in order to get a dietetic internship, you also have to get a 4.0 and do all these extracurricular activities. Oh, okay, that's great. So I didn't have any fun in college. And I feel like I missed out on so many opportunities 
But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, maybe if I hadn't worked as hard, I wouldn't have got the opportunities that I have today. So I guess all I can do is just learn from them and remember that now as I start this, this new journey, step back, you know, make sure to spend time with my friends and do things that are fun, go on adventures, spend time with my husband. Well, that's all part of being healthy, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Keep those stress levels down. It is. Um, and then for you to keep up your own like enthusiasm and energy, um, are there things that you read or listen to that are inspirational or educational for you? Um, inspirational wise, I really, really, really love the podcast, The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. Have you ever heard of that podcast? I haven't, but I will be checking it out. I'm a huge oh. podcast fan. Oh, it's great. It's, I listen to it every single day. I've just been like binging on it. And it's just this girl sitting down with other women and they're sharing like their stories of how they've overcome, you know, these struggles. And like, it's just, it's any kind of struggle really. And it's just so cool. I'm like, Oh my gosh, if these people can make it through X, Y, and Z, then I can make it through whatever tiny insignificant thing I'm going through. So I really like that podcast. So what was the rest of the question? Well, is there anything that you turn to for keeping your knowledge and your learning, like when you just want to fill your knowledge and mind with stuff? Is there a particular place you go? Okay. Um, are you talking nutrition knowledge or like... Whatever keeps you feeling like connected and jazzed up about the work you're doing. Oh, okay. Okay. Thankfully, thankfully, dietitians, once you become an RD, you have just resources being thrown at you. Like every day I have this email sent to me from... The Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is like the mother of dietitians, right? They send you emails with like all the latest research every day. So you like know what's going on. So I get a lot of my nutrition information from there. And just from like interacting with other people who are in the field. Business, you know, learning how to be a better businesswoman. I really like the podcast, the Gold Digger podcast too. She's got a lot of good advice, especially when it comes to, um, you know, like the virtual side, like social media and blogging and all that good stuff, which is what I'm really interested in and really passionate about. My last question for you is, I can imagine folks are going to want to connect with you. What's mm -hmm. the best way for people to reach out, stay connected with you and find you? You can go to my website. It's yeahgirlnutrition.com. And then social media wise, I'm really, really active on Instagram and I'm yeahgirlnutrition. Or you can type in page foot. You'll find me that way too. I do have a Facebook page, but I don't, I'm not super active on that right now. It's mostly just posts from Instagram that pop up on there, but you can find me on there as well. I post like blogs on there too. And if you want to be a part of the lunch club, you can check out my website and join the Facebook group and hang out with me on there also. Well, I will do that because that sounds really cool. Cool. And, um, I can tell you right now, I have a lot to learn from you. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Paige, I just want to take, Thank you for taking time out to be on the podcast today because we are all about no labels and no limits. And it's clear to me that you are not going to have any limits to Thank anything you. set your mind to. This was really fun. Thanks for letting me talk about myself for a good half hour. <laughs> it's my pleasure, truly. So that's it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, please hop on over to iTunes or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. This helps us get the word out to more people just like you who want to live a no-labels, no-limits life. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.